This is the EPFR Exchange Podcast. All opinions expressed by Cam, Todd, and our podcast guests are solely of their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of EPFR or Informa, its parent company. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. My name is Todd Willits, and I'm joined by EPFR's economist Cameron Brandt. We'll walk you through what our teams were monitoring last week in the data that EPFR tracks, as well as what we'll look for in the upcoming week. Cam, good morning. Uh, I hope you are enjoying the the slow start to the holiday season we've seen here in New England. <laughs> yes, um, it does seem like uh, it's trying to make up a little bit for these past few abnormally dry and warmer winters. Um, already see more snow this year than uh, I saw in all of last year. So <laughs> yes, Christmas is indeed here. So as we head into the holiday, would you say that consumers are shopping for diversified exposure for their loved ones? Or or what what is the the trend you're seeing around this diversified <laughs> exposure? Right. Well, I, I think what we're seeing is that uh, in as much as anyone can see ahead into the first bit of next year, there's a fair amount of confidence that uh, between uh, the, the vaccination programs and all the money piled up in certainly in U.S. savings accounts and money market funds, but also European money market funds, there is going to be a reflation story next year. It could be quite dynamic if uh, everything uh, turns out in the best possible way. Um, but while uh, people have faith in the broad narrative, uh, they uh, are unwilling or unable at the moment to drill down to the country level. So uh, certainly last week, uh, we saw sort of a very clear uh, bias towards funds with broad mandates, be they global or regional. Do you think this is just the continuation of that vaccine bump that we've seen over the past few few weeks? Or is this a little different this time around? Well, I think the the vaccine has been uh, priced in. Maybe you know, I would argue maybe a little overpriced in, given that uh, like anything in life, there's likely to be a few bumps along the way till we have uh, you know a significant slice of the world's population vaccinated with a uh, a credible uh, vaccine. Um, but uh, you know, people are as they do at the end of the year, sort of pulling all the strands together and trying to project into next year. And though I think the vaccine's probably what you might call the golden strand, uh, there's a lot of other things that, uh, especially if you're a glass half full person, uh, you know, look pretty promising in the short run. Um Give us a few examples. Yeah. Um, well, I've already mentioned one, which is there's an enormous amount of disposable uh, cash uh, piled up in vehicles. And if we follow the narrative uh, that we saw after the great financial crisis in 08, 09, uh, <clears throat> that money will start to move. Um, 
uh, as we've mentioned many times, nobody tends to get rich betting against uh, uh, the consuming instincts of the American public uh, and the yields that you're getting on uh, money market uh, funds uh, are really pretty minimal. Um, and I think also that, um, you know, this round of lockdowns and restraints, even though they heap fresh pain, uh, have not been anything near as uh, draconian uh, as they were back in uh, March, April, May of this year. Uh, so um, while everyone hoped we would avoid it, the uh, the bounce back I, uh, is going to come off a shallower downturn. Uh, people have learned a lot of lessons about how to cope with and keep operating in this particular climate. So I think all of those add to uh, a, you know a much greater probability of coming out of the blocks fairly quickly in the first quarter of next year. So one thing I, I know you're probably tired of talking about at this point, but yeah, I think it's a similar, uh, it, it's, it has similarities, the continued conversation around Brexit. I feel like we think we learn the lessons and then the next step comes and, and we see another turn. At this point, do markets even care what happens with Brexit? Well, I think the way you framed that question gives the correct answer. Uh, certainly at the moment, um, there have been so many fits and starts, um, and there's such a sort of a major global issue hanging over everyone um, that we've really seen pretty muted uh, reactions, certainly in flow terms and, and really, too, in allocation terms. Uh, to the sort of twists and turns over the trade agreement that the EU and the UK are sort of trying to nail down before um, <laughs> the next uh, uh, very fungible deadline uh, hoves over the horizon. Um, you know, I think I think people understand that this is going to be uh, a muddle through process on both sides rather than uh, sort of a series of shining bright lines that leave uh, an independent UK on one side and a homogeneous European Union on the other. Um, and quite frankly, uh, what the European Central Bank does or doesn't do uh, over the next few months probably is more important to the bulk of Europe and their sort of short-term economic prospects than um, you know what gets hammered out by way of a trade agreement between uh, the UK and the EU. It does seem as though a narrative that is often heard in the EU spread to the US over the past week or so, and that is uh, antitrust conversations in the tech space. What do you make of that? Yes, well, um, Europe has been nothing if not diligent in trying to find ways to get more um, tax revenue uh, out of uh, uh, the tech industry, especially the, the big U.S. Uh, players. Um, and then certainly with the change in administration here, I think they feel that uh, instead of a raft of aggressive tweets from the White House that are liable to get a much more sympathetic hearing. 
Um, you know, there is that uh, old saw that, uh, you know, governments go where the money is, and that applies on both sides of the, of the Atlantic. Um, so uh, the fact that the, 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 this is more of a pincer movement rather than U.S. firms fending off um, uh, European regulators does does change the narrative, and I think it's going to be um, a fairly you know, challenging year uh, for the segment, especially sort of the the, the Fang stocks. Uh, they ha have been sort of pushed even further out on their own just by um, the pandemic uh, and the probably un un unanticipated gravitation towards their services as people learn to work remotely, shop remotely, entertain themselves in their own houses. Um, <clears throat> so um, the spotlight is clearly on them at a time when uh, governments are ever more hungry uh, for revenue. Uh, and I think uh, we're going to see a lot of this kind of pressure uh, over the next 12 months. I just personally don't understand. Is this a is this something a, a new administration really wants to get wrapped up into as we're trying to come out of a uh, a downturn, a, a pandemic? Is this the fight that you think they want to fight or is it the one that they're they're just forced to? Um, I. Yeah, I think uh, certainly the the incoming U.S. administration uh, is hoping it'll be less of a fight than uh, a compromise. Uh, that um, in, you know, and it's a, it's a bad analogy because I certainly don't see Facebook as damaging as tobacco. Um, but the 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 sort of building state pressure ended up. Um, creating, uh, certainly in the U.S., a, a, a grand compromise, which was certainly sort of in revenue terms, very beneficial to the states, but uh, allowed cigarette companies to sort of continue to operate um, uh, under much more um, regulated circumstances than before, um, without the constant uh, threat, certainly, of, of state and federal level uh, legal action. Um, so I, you know, I think that on the U.S. side, there's a feeling that uh, this <coughs> will uh, make uh, make those firms a little more res uh, responsive to uh, bearing a higher level of taxation. Whereas in Europe, I think it's much more complicated. There's, um, you know, a, a different philosophy in terms of uh, um, private enterprise vis-a-vis uh, -vis the state, um, a much different sense of, of, of uh, private enterprises, financial obligations uh, to the public good, uh, and some you know, not particularly pleasant uh, um, sort of nationalist thinking about uh, you know how how Europe can uh, give their potential tech champions some breathing room to grow from the, their more dynamic U.S. competitors. So, Cam, over the over this week, what are you and the team going to be taking a look at? 
Well, we're we're going to be sort of looking very much at 30,000 feet over the next week. We're doing our, our wrap-up webinars uh, and some round tables. Uh, and a lot of the questions that are coming in are, you know, what are the year-end themes and, and do they carry on uh, into the first part of 2021. Uh, that keeps us focused on money market funds, where in fact uh, the money has actually started to pile up a bit again in US ones. It had been leaking out slowly uh, since the third quarter, but at least for the moment that's checked. Uh, it keeps our lens on uh, the SRIESG, but which are still relentlessly gathering uh, assets. Uh, and you know, our analysis shows that they do tend to sort of uh, allocate the money they're getting uh, in a different way, certainly at the uh, the company and the sector level than their non-SRA ESG counterparts. Um, and it will keep us focused on emerging markets uh, as you know they're the big geographic group uh, going into 2021 with, with certainly considerable momentum uh, from a mutual fund perspective. Great. Looking forward to having those conversations next Monday, the 21st yep. on this podcast. All right. Thanks. Cheers. Ken. As always, you can find EPFR on LinkedIn and on Twitter at EPFR. To sign up to receive our EPFR daily exchange research we spoke about here, you can visit financialintelligence.informa.com. For questions or to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can email EPFR. Exchange podcast at informa.com. Mm-hmm.